0: Happy Labor Day Bengals fans. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I am Anthony Kazenza and we are coming at you on Labor Day. No rest for the wicked to bring you all of the Bengals news, to get you caught up as we get close to week one. We've got a lot to get to. I thought about taking the air throughout the weekend here and there, but I think it's best that we all kind of do it in one show instead of kind of piecemealing it. So I I felt like I would take the air today on your holiday weekend and interrupt your holiday, however you may be celebrating, and bring you Bengals news Thanks so much for joining me, us, on this holiday. I hope you all are having fun. I hope you all are remaining safe, enjoying time with friends, family, keeping it safe if you, if you need to do the social distancing thing, but I hope that you are doing well and uh, remain safe and have fun the, the rest of this Labor Day weekend. We're under a week away until the Bengals play their first game of the 2020 regular season. It's going to be a little different. It's going to look a little different. Uh, at least at the beginning. But real football is upon us. As of now, there doesn't seem to be any uh, major hiccups in terms of game cancellations or anything like that. So we are ever so close to seeing Joe Burrow and company suit up for the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time. So, So for some of them as professionals, but for others for the first time in 2020. So let's get to some news and notes. I, we've got a lot to get to. And I'm going to start with, in case you've been living under a rock, we're going to start with the roster, the final roster as it is now. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about practice squad and then some other news and notes that have been coming. I want to add this. I know a lot of you follow this show on YouTube. You, you download it on a number of different audio platforms. Maybe you watch it on, on Facebook, the Cincy Jungle Facebook page. Thank you for doing that. I wanted to add in that we've also been adding in material and news and content to the Cincy Jungle Instagram page that had been dormant for a little while. So we are waking that sleeping beast back up. If you are on Instagram and you want to get some news, notes, insight, fun stuff, go to Cincy Jungle's Instagram page. I've already got a pretty big following there, but continue to uh, keep it there in case you're an Instagram person. If you don't like Facebook, you don't like Twitter or something like that, and you like Instagram, uh, check that out. So let's get to it. Let, I'm going to share my share my screen with you so you can see what um, what will be going over here. And here it is on CincyJungle.com, the 53-man roster. I believe this was... Also updated um, to note some uh, differences here. But quickly, I think we all know a couple of surprises. Bengals went with two quarterbacks, Burrow and Finley. Brandon Allen uh, went to the practice squad. We'll talk more about that. A little bit of a surprise there. Brandon Allen and Jake Dolagala waved and was not retained. So, um, you know, that's a, a, you know a little bit of a surprise. They went light at quarterback, I guess, for some. They went a little heavier at running back than some thought keeping both Samaj Pirine and Travion Williams. I think some people thought that they would have maybe kept just one of those two, but they kept all, uh, they kept both of those guys and went with four total at running back at wide receiver. They did go pretty heavy. Some thought they may, it may have kept eight, but it's just too heavy with the other position groups on the roster. And really you probably only dress, um, you know, six of these guys. So, uh, you know, on game day. So, uh, you know, you couldn't get rid of Mike Thomas he had a great camp uh, obviously T Higgins high draft pick you're going to keep him same with same with Ross and then you know you know about Tyler Boyd Tyler Boyd and AJ Green obviously Auden Tate you know uh, becoming a very valuable player with his size and catch radius and then Alex Erickson he was a guy maybe some people thought was on, was on the bubble but uh, you know it backs up John Ross and as a slot, or uh, excuse me, Tyler Boyd and, and Ross kind of moving around a little bit and in the slot. Um, obvious special teams value, so that won the day there. Bengals went a little light at tight end. Uzama, uh, Uzama Sample, and Seaton Carter was the third one. Team waved Mason Shrek and uh, uh, Wilcox and others. We'll talk about that in a second, but uh, went a little light there. Four tackles, Jonah Williams, Bobby Hart, your supposed starters, Fred Johnson in the mix there. And then they do list Hakeem Adeniji as a tackle, even though he has been getting some look at guard as well. They only kept the three guards. If you remember last year, they had all kinds of guards, guard centers and guard tackles and guys that, you know, uh, just, you know, they had to play guards at at left tackle due to injuries and stuff. So, That was kind of a mess, but they only kept three this time around. Michael Jordan, Xavier Suofilo, and Alex Redman. Now you can cross that one off on here. He is not there. We have a new, and we'll talk about this in a second, a new addition to the guard. He was waived um, for uh, another young player out of Miami. We'll talk about that in a second. Center, Trey Hopkins, Billy Price. Defensive end, Carlos Dunlap, Sam Hubbard, Carl Lawson, Khalid Kareem. Defensive tackle, Um, Christian Covington came over on the, on the trade with Austin Calitro. So the Bengals kind of swung a a neat deal there. They, they got rid of Austin Kalitro without needing to waive him and got something in return and saved cap space, about a million dollars or so in cap space by getting Christian Covington, a move they felt was necessary, um, because, The team just really kind of got decimated in the interior defensive line there with Josh Tupo opting out of the season, Ryan Glasgow failing his physical, um, Rennell Wren going down. So, you know, um, that's kind of what's happening there. Linebacker Bynes, Pratt, Logan Wilson, uh, Wilson, Akeem Davis, Gaither, Marcus Bailey and Evans both make it. So that's interesting. Uh, Some people thought that one of those two, especially Evans being injured earlier in camp and Bailey, you know, um, coming back from an injury, maybe there were some issues there, but Bailey looked solid in camp from what I understand. uh, So they kept him and then cornerback, you see this is, there's also some changes here as well. Um, Bengals put Trey Waynes on IR, probably uh, IR to return. I think, players this year can return as soon as about uh, three games into the season if you put them on IR. I don't know that that'll be that quick for Trey Waynes, but you know, um, he can come back pretty soon, and I think that's the plan there. The Bengals are pretty healthy um, this time of year, which they were not at this point last year. They had a lot of stars that were injured last year. Not so much the case. Really, Waynes and uh, Renell Wren are the two big ones here. Um, also to note, Torrey McTire added to the cornerback group uh, a guy they had they had waived on final cuts and brought back with the Waynes move. Kind of interesting. The Bengals kind of stuck with the devil they knew in McTire instead of going after some of these bigger names on the market. But um, that's the move they made uh, to corner to cornerback there, safety Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Sean Williams, Brandon Wilson, and then of course you got your three specialists: Kevin Huber, Randy Bullock, Clark Harris. So that is the roster. Um, let's let's look at. The practice squad set. Um, now, if you remember, there, there was uh, 14 guys here. Um, expansion of practice squad. Again, this this may, I believe this was updated, but we may have uh, a couple of tweaks that we need to go through here. But and um, Akinmoledan, I think I said that right. Uh, defensive tackle, I mentioned Brandon Allen, Amani Bledsoe, Kendall Fluttrell, Trayvon Henderson, Trenton Irwin, uh, Josh Nipfel, um, Khalil McKenzie, Stanley Morgan, Jacques Patrick and Winston Rose, the interesting cornerback out of the CFL. Um, he uh, gets claimed back to the practice squad, which was good. And then Mason Shrek, a guy who's been around for a while, but just hasn't played in a lot of games because of injuries and being cut, etc. He still is eligible for the practice squad. So they kept him Scotty watch Washington. As I mentioned, Mitchell Wilcox, um, on Monday, the Bengals also added uh, another, uh, another familiar um, face that they had on their practice squad and on their actual roster last year in Keaton Sutherland, the uh, offensive lineman that was uh, had a connection with Jim Turner from where he went to college. So Keaton Sutherland, he's kind of had some time at tackle, at guard, kind of a versatile guy. He is rejoining the Bengals. He was on the Bengals uh, last year, um, got grabbed by Miami. Uh, Miami let him go. And then now uh, he played a couple of games, uh, started a couple of games on the offensive line with Miami. And then now he is with the Cincinnati Bengals again. So Dolphins and Bengals swapping players around uh, as uh, that seems to kind of be a little bit of a, um, of a trend, not only with the Dolphins, but with the Bills and other teams. There seems to just kind of be a weird relationship there. I mentioned when I went over the 53-man roster that the Bengals actually waived Alex at Redman and added another player. So this was done on uh, Sunday, I believe. Um, so uh, Dion Calhoun goes by Shaq Calhoun, um, as reported by Ian Rappaport. He is, that, that was the corresponding move to Alex Redman being waived. He's six-three-three-ten. 3'10", did play in 10 games last year with seven starts at right guard. So he's got a little bit of um, some experience. And actually, I believe this move also saves the Bengals a little bit of money. Um, I, I think Alex Redmond was an exclusive rights free agent signing, but he was kind of up there in his salary because he's been in the league a little bit. So um, his salary, I think was in the, I think high ones I'd have to look or maybe 2 million range. This, this, uh, young man Calhoun has someone who, uh, his contract's much more manageable, um, than, than the one for Redmond. So he's only 24 years old. This was the corresponding move that the Bengals made for Alex Redmond. And I, you know, you never want to see a guy lose his job, but I think there is a fair amount of Bengals fans that, um we're okay with Alex Redmond leaving for a variety of reasons. He was kind of a walking uh, penalty flag. And uh, when he was in there, he didn't always play uh, the best. There were times though, that he did play where the Bengals were able to run the ball very well, especially towards the end of the 2018 season. And then he started off the 2019 season Redmond, that is with a suspension. So that didn't, you know, he didn't really get off on a, on a great foot with, with the coaching staff there. They kept him around and then, Um, He had initially made the 53-man roster this year, and then they just made the corresponding move for Calhoun. So that's a little bit of what's going on with the Bengals roster there and uh, where where we're at with their final 53-man roster going forward. Now... Going through just kind of some other headlines. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com. Thanks for joining us on this Labor Day. Joining us, uh, whether you're joining us live or after the fact, to get you caught up on all the Bengals headlines. We're going to have a Wednesday show, as we usually do. Me and my co-host, John Sheeran, will do more deep dive analysis, especially all things week one coming up as the Bengals get set to host the Chargers for their home opener. So we'll be doing that on Wednesday evening. Hope you can join us for that. And then we'll be doing listener questions live at the end of the week on Friday as well. We may have a special guest or two for that one. Um, by the way, on Wednesday, for Wednesday's show, helping us get through the week one uh, ins and outs is ESPN's Ben Baby. Uh, he had joined us uh, a few months back, and he will be joining us again Um, to talk about the Bengals upcoming match with the Chargers. So we've got a lot to talk about with ESPN's Ben Baby. So you won't want to miss that chat that we have with him. Also, there are a couple of different things before we get to some more news and notes. There are a couple of different things to help you get set for your celebration of week one, however you may be doing it. I know it's going to be a little different this year, but whether you're watching it at the comfort of your own home, hanging out with some family or friends um, you know, or if you're looking for something to do in the Cincinnati area last week, if you remember on Monday, um, the, uh, we had Jim Foster on the program and he is putting on a tailgate experience. Um, he, you know, he always does a big, big party, but he's doing one um, that's going to have social dis- distancing measures in place, et cetera. So go back to that last Um, Monday news jumped to get more details, but he did want me to share this. Unfortunately, the, the website appears to not currently be working, but there he is doing giveaways at this. So I wanted to share it for, for him. I'm posting the link in the live chats. Basically there is a massive, massive giveaway package that people can buy raffle tickets to potentially win. And the proceeds going to the Ken Anderson Alliance Uh, It's a signed Bengals helmet. I believe it's an old school Bengals helmet by Ken Anderson, a signed Augustana Jersey by Ken Anderson um, and and some other items. So really cool package. And if you're, if you're going to that event or if you want to donate uh, again, Ken Anderson Alliance helps a lot of people with a lot of uh, different things, go research what they do or go back to, and listen to our Ken Anderson interview where he talks about the Ken Anderson Alliance. Um, you know, great, great organization from a great guy. And of course, Bengal Jim is doing a really cool event. We want to help promote that how we can. Additionally, additionally, it just plugs galore here. Additionally, we are doing a pregame show. Myself, Matt Minnick, and John Sheeran uh, will kind of be tag-teaming a pregame show to get you going all the way up till kickoff. It's about an hour-long show, and that show, as we do that, we're, it's going to be mellow. We're going to have some fun. It's not going to be so uh, stiff and uptight, but it's uh, it'll be a good time. So... Let's continue on after I did plug after plug there, but I uh, wanted to get to all of that before we, we get on out of here. So let's talk about A.J. Green. Zach Taylor was briefly asked about A.J. Green and obviously very excited. A.J. Green did have a little bit of an injury issue once again in training camp, but he's been out there practicing. He's been out there doing some things of late, Uh, did not participate in the scrimmage, but, um, you know, a guy that obviously is very valuable that I think there's a record out there where the Bengals have just about three wins the last handful of seasons um, in games where AJ Green did not play. So they are really, really struggling when he is not on the field. But, um, you know, obviously, Zach Taylor believes AJ Green is one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, he tells uh, CBS Sports here, having Green back is huge. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. To see him live and in person for really the first time, it, this uh, training camp is significant for our team. It gives us enormous, uh, an enormous weapon out there on the outside that people are really going to be concerned about. He and Joe Burrow have formed a nice connection and good chemistry, so we are excited to work him back into the fold and have him for week one. I I assume work him back into the fold is more, you know, we're easing him back into the lineup because of this hamstring injury he's had plaguing him kind of over the past couple of weeks. So I think they're saying, you know, we're not going to rush him back and make him uh, tweak that. I don't know what that means for snap counts and all that sort of thing for AJ Green in week one. I assume, you know, he's going to start, he's going to be out there. He's going to be fine but uh, they may kind of do a little bit of a, a quote-unquote pitch count for him a little bit um, just to monitor that hamstring, make sure that he's as effective as possible. And the Bengals have quite a deep wide receiver core, that, as you saw that w- the list earlier. So, you know, I mean, they can move guys in and out, and um, I think they will do that. I don't know exactly what that means for A.J. Green week one, but I assume he will be out there. Also interesting to note, on practice Monday, on Labor Day, Geno Atkins was out there on the field but was not participating in practice. I don't know if this was kind of a veterans rest day. Um, Seems a little bit early in the season for that, but who knows? Uh, We haven't heard anything about it. Maybe he's under the weather. I don't know. Maybe it's absolutely nothing. Maybe it's just rest and they want to give him the day off because he is in his 11th season. So I I don't know, but um, Jeff Hobson reported that via Twitter about the practice. So that's a, a little bit of early notes from Bengals practice on Labor Day and um, what kind of what's going on there. So let's go to a few more bits of news and headlines around the NFL. I'm going to share this one to you. I, Bengals fans may, I, I don't know what, uh, how they feel about Peter King, Um Peter King recently, he's a very well-respected sports writer. He's a very well-respected voice in the NFL. But a lot of times, Peter King um, shows a significant bias towards teams and against teams. One of the teams he shows against a bias against is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm going to share this here. This is an article. You're welcome to read it. The uh, link is right here. It is through Pro Football Talk here. Um, you know, he basically still proclaims his massive love for Tom Brady and saying and proclaiming that they will go to the Super Bowl and face the Baltimore Ravens this year. That is one of his uh, predictions for the year. And oddly enough, Peter King did not even have Joe Burrow in the race in the running for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Not even a mention. If you know anything about Peter King aside, he's had a great sports writing career. He is one of the most well-respected voices in uh, in, in the sports writing community for sure. But before he started with sports illustrated in the Monday morning quarterback and got involved in NBC sports, Peter King was the beat writer for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if there was just kind of a a tumultuous relationship there or what have you, but there has, he has made no bones about um, not really favoring or talking overly well about the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is a a real small slight that I'm talking about with the Joe Burrow thing, but it's, it's kind of Peter King in a nutshell. And, um, you know, it's still a very interesting read, a very good read. I recommend you, you check it out, but Peter King, Uh, basically as the Bengals not faring very well, has his golden boy, Tom Brady, going back to the Super Bowl along with the Baltimore Ravens. So interesting read. Um, Take from it what you will, but I came across that story and wanted to know that. And by the way, for those who also follow Pro Football Talk on Twitter, and they're kind of vague shots at the Bengals anytime they write an article. If you go back just a couple of weeks ago to the Joe Mixon talk leading up to that, there's kind of some pot shots made at the Bengals expense Mike Florio, the guy who founded Pro Football Talk, and Peter King are very close. They work together with NBC Sports. They're on the Sunday Night Football crew, that sort of thing. So they are comrades in arms in terms of um, maybe some anti Bengals bias. But hey, they have big platforms. They are well respected voices, and uh, so be it, even if we don't agree with it. A couple more news and notes before we get on out of here. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider. You can get this program on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, all kinds of different platforms. There is a subscribe button to the YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube. Subscribe to that. We we bring you videos like this, a full podcast uh, episode in terms of deep diving into analysis and everything on Wednesday nights. And then we do listener questions episodes. So we do a lot on this program. There's also Matt Minnick's Chalk Talk. We've got Orange is the New Black by Ace Boogie and Zim Hude, two other great podcasts that are part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network. Check those out as well. Those guys do some great work. And like I said, a handful of us will be kicking off a pregame show this season, and it's brought, brought to you by uh, Narragansett Beer. And so we're excited to be launching that. And we hope that you enjoy it. Again, it'll kind of be—we'll be doing some some analysis and all of that, but we'll also be having some fun and uh, kind of a way that we can all virtual tailgate together, if you will. And hopefully, you can join us for that. So, a couple other news and notes before we get going on out of here. Uh, we talked about the practice squad again. Brandon Allen. Um, very interesting. The Bengals re-signed him specifically to kind of have a quote unquote veteran presence. Now that Andy Dalton's out the door and in Dallas, they wanted a guy with at least a little bit of an, of experience beyond what Ryan Finley had in three game, three starts last year. And obviously Joe Burrow being a rookie, Brandon Allen being a guy that Zach Taylor is familiar with. So he is now on the Bengals practice squad. A lot of people thought he would have made the, the final roster, but he did not. He is on the practice squad. Um, you know, and I think that's okay. Uh, if the Bengals are able to hang on to a guy like that, and, um, you know, it, if Joe Burrow's struggling or injured anyway, this season's pretty much down the tube. So, uh, you know, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense that they kept two quarterbacks. And if they're able to, to stash Allen there and they're comfortable with that, fine. Uh, again, we talked about Shaq Calhoun joining the Bengals from the Miami Dolphins. Um, here's an interesting one. We talked about the Christian Covington trade. He said he was surprised by it. He's a guy, by the way. Covington was a, was a guy that had uh, has about ninety three career tackles. I think eight and a half career sacks as kind of a rotational defensive lineman. I did speak to a, a fan of a of the Denver Broncos where Covington was traded from to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they were you know pretty uh, pretty supportive of of the the guy and and other fans from other teams said you know he's he's a he's a high character guy and he's a guy that you know, if you use them on a rotational basis, maybe spot starter, um, in there. And, and we know that Lou Narumo wants to mix things up this year, especially up front. So I think that this is a, this is a solid move for the Bengals for depth, for rotational purposes. And he's a guy that has been, according to, you know, some people I've heard from that he seems to be a guy that can get you a little bit of productivity, uh, on the interior of that defensive line, if you need it in terms of rotational health. Uh, So, uh, again, we talked about the practice squad there, so don't want to go too far into this. One thing, I don't know if this is – there are a couple of predicting the 2020 NFL season articles out there. One is on the NFL Network. A really interesting one that started to circulate today on on Labor Day was one by ESPN wherein they they predicted every single score for every single game of every single week. Um, Spoiler alert – Uh, the Bengals, they had the Bengals going seven and nine. Um, So, you know, that could be for some of you not, not very generous or um, uh, kind of generous depending on your, your outlook on it. So, Uh, But there is one on the Cincy Jungle website. This one is connected to the the Pro Football Network, I believe. Um, And then there's also uh, a full NFL one where they kind of ran through the prediction machine on ESPN. So that's an interesting read. Um, So Jadavian Clowney, by the way, just going around some NFL news and notes. It looks like he is going to be signing with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, The Saints, I guess, were really pushing for him. Clowney a guy that wanted a lot of money. I guess the Browns kind of pushed hard for him quite a few times. And he kind of said, thanks, but no thanks. And he is now with the Titans, a team that went to the AFC championship game last year. Um, and he's a guy, I, I I don't know if he, I don't know if you want to say he overvalued himself or what have you. I mean, he is a former number one overall pick. He was a star in college. He's had solid seasons as a pro, but not that breakout, you know, 12, 15, 16 sack season that you would hope Um, he's kind of been a a solid edge defender, but not, not really up to the hype of his draft stock. But anyway, he is now with the Titans and the saints tried to tried to get him over in new Orleans and the Browns did as well per report. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess he's going there again. uh, You've got some, some prediction, NFL predictions. Uh, so check out those links on cincyjungle.com. This is the news link uh, site here. And then, uh, interestingly, the Bears name Mitch Trubisky as their starting quarterback. The Bears, as you know, were kind of a little bit in the running, I guess, for a possible trade for Andy Dalton. And instead, they went with Nick Foles took on Foles's kind of big contract that he signed with the Jaguars, thinking that, you know, it's probably going to be his job to lose and Trubisky is going to going to grind and, you know, what happens happens, I guess. But Trubisky, I guess, they were very impressed with what he did in their training camp, so he is now their starting, uh, starting quarterback. And then a lot of people wanted the Bengals to get a look at Josh Rosen after he was waived by the Miami Dolphins somewhat predictably, I guess, Um, Now that Tua Tagovailoa was signed by uh, was drafted by Miami. So he was let loose former top 10 pick um, cleared waivers Uh, cleared waivers didn't go anywhere. And, you know, now he's on the practice squad behind Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So uh, if, if Rosen needs to kind of get a career Renaissance, I I would assume that learning under Brady is probably the best way to do it. Um, And obviously Bruce Arians down there too, being a quarterback guy. So that's uh, interesting. and in the Bengals, by the way, Zach Taylor was asked about Josh Rosen. and he said, uh, basically we're not we're not going down that road. He point blank said that's not that's not what we're gonna do. So um, he is now in Tampa Bay, and that is that. So everybody, thank you for tuning in on this Labor Day again. Be safe. That's the Bengals news jump for Monday, September to September 7th and through the week, we'll be bringing you a Wednesday full episode of the podcast. We will be also bringing you listener questions live, so get those to us as well on Friday, and we will continue to keep you covered with all Bengals news, not only on on our podcast, but on cincyjungle.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Be sure to check out uh, that link i put in the live chats here for uh the bangle gym tail virtual tailgate experience the ken anderson raffle package so um you can check that out unfortunately the website itself wasn't pulling up at the moment when i tried to share it but the link is there you can check that out or you can follow bangle gym on any one of his social media platforms to find out more of that hopefully you join us for the pregame show we're getting close to week one everybody stay safe this labor day have some fun we'll talk soon